Okay, thank you, Terry. So as Terry mentioned, over the last few weeks, uh, as a church, we've been looking at the Bible's account of the birth of Jesus. And there can be just a little bit of a danger that uh, we become so familiar with the story. Uh, We become familiar with the school nativities, with the carols, uh, maybe with the scenes we see on the Christmas card, that it can start to feel a little bit sentimental and a little bit like a fairy tale. But when the people wrote down what had happened, their intention uh, right the way through was that they were writing down a historical account. And so week on week, uh, over the last few weeks, we've been uh, reading uh, the text as it goes through. And we've been looking at the different people involved. We've been trying to think about what it would have meant, what it would have felt like from their perspective. And we've been looking for bigger significance in the whole account. And so today we come to the last thing that Luke tells us about as he writes his gospel record, when he tells us about the shepherds. Now the bit with the shepherds for me, and perhaps some of you here, often draws me straight to the carol. And then almost immediately I start thinking about socks. Is it just me? While shepherds washed their socks by night and hung them on the line... The angel of the Lord came down and said, those socks are mine. While shepherds washed their socks by night, all seated round the tub, the angel of the Lord came down and said, let's have a scrub. While shepherds washed their socks by night, all watching ITV, the angel of the Lord came down and turned to BBC. So there we go. Rather than taking our understanding uh, from slightly humorous kid songs, and those were the clean ones that I found on when I googled it, uh, let's actually look at what the Bible really says. And uh, I think you'll find there is not a single sock mentioned in the record given by Luke. So we're in Luke chapter 2. We're going to be reading from verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So this is an incredible moment. Now, I would suggest to you in Shrewsbury this Christmas day that our country is in a little bit of a pickle at the moment with the politics. I'm not going to mention the B word this morning. It's okay. I'm not going to suggest whether we should be in or out or whatever. But what we can all agree on this morning is the whole thing is a bit of a pickle. And if someone could just swoop in and fix everything, they would genuinely be seen as a saviour. They would. And if you were going to break into the history of the United Kingdom this week, where would you go to? Would you go to Westminster? Would you go to Buckingham Palace? Would you go to the BBC Television Centre or the headquarters of Sky News? Where would this incredible announcement be made? 
in the account that we've just read, the angel goes and tells some shepherds out in the fields. That's the equivalent of the angel coming next week in the United Kingdom to make the big announcement of the Savior. And he comes to some construction workers wearing muddy high-vis clothing one lunchtime outside of Greg's in some unknown northern town. That's the equivalent of what we're talking about here. The most normal people doing their normal thing in everyday life. And Luke is really clear on who they are because by the time he actually wrote this book, a couple of generations would have passed, but you could still go back to Bethlehem and this account of what had happened would be known within the shepherding community by their friends, by their neighbors, by their children, the night that the angels came. And this angel appears to them and it says that they were terrified. Remember, these were quite big lads. They stay out overnight providing security for the flock. They can handle themselves, but they're terrified. And the angel responds to this by saying, do not be afraid. I always find that slightly amusing because I'd imagine it'd be rather intimidating at night to be faced with a rather large supernatural being. But there we go. Do not be afraid. I bring good news for you that will be for all the people. Good news for you here and now in Bethlehem, but this good news is going to go wider. It's not just for you, but I'm going to show you first. Why did he choose the shepherds? There could be lots of reasons, but it's certainly true that if he'd chosen the political rulers, you could accuse them of making it all up to consolidate their power. If he'd gone to the religious leaders, people could accuse them of making it up to consolidate their power. This was different. There were going to be eyewitnesses, but the eyewitnesses weren't going to be people with anything to gain or lose by what they saw in a political sense. The eyewitnesses were going to be normal lads going about their everyday work, and God just breaks in and chooses them to be witnesses of the glory of his son, Jesus. We're going to carry on reading now from verse 15. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they'd seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd seen and heard, which were just as they'd been told. Verse 15 always strikes me here. The shepherds get this amazing invitation to come and see, and they think to themselves, yeah, okay, let's go and see. And I think that deep down, a lot of people might think there's something to this Jesus. There's, there's something special about it, but we don't quite make that step of going to find out more. But the shepherds do go. They do find the child, and it, it is as the angel has said, and because of this, they are amazed. I bet Joseph and Mary were pretty amazed too. I remember in the first few hours and days, having had a baby, 
And you can guarantee I did not want a big bunch of lads in their work clothes just dropping by to have a look because they'd been told about it by a complete stranger. Gee, could you let Pete and Mim know that we're not intending to do that? But this was no ordinary child, and this is no ordinary day. The shepherds respond by worshipping the child, and then by telling other people about this amazing thing that they've discovered. Their experiences were incredible, and because of this, they want other people to share in their joy. These days, we might not get a direct invitation from an angel, but we might know people who themselves have discovered Jesus. Who have we come with today? Who invited us to come with them? We might not be visited by an angel, but each of us have got the equivalent of shepherds who went and saw for themselves and then wanted the people around them to share their joy. Ask the person you've come with why this baby is so special to them and what they've discovered about him. So this Christmas day, we've got a wonderful opportunity to both discover this child and also to worship him, just as the shepherds did. Normal people, like you or I, going about their daily business, and God breaks in, and it changes everything. Not just for them and their generation, but it would be for all the people. And so that includes us here today, if we're willing to go out and seek this child. This is an account of the God of heaven breaking into the everyday lives of ordinary people. And each and every one of them can't help but respond by worshipping him. And that's exactly how we're going to finish now. But not before, I've wished you a very happy Christmas. May God bless you and keep you in this coming year. And I trust that you really enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you.